0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being, and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Tonight, the nation's largest test for a possible coronavirus vaccine is now underway. 30,000 volunteers, 89 sites around the country, with the government making a nearly $1 billion bet on its success. Dr. Anthony Fauci calling this a truly historic event. We'll speak to the first person in the country to get the trial shot. But questions remain, will it work, and how many Americans would try it? The new number's out tonight. Working from home for another year. Tech giant Google will keep employees out of the office until summer 2021. Baseball in jeopardy? Two games postponed tonight, and the urgent scramble to contain the spread after more than a dozen team members test positive. COVID hits the West Wing. The president's national security advisor is now the highest-ranking U.S. official to test positive. Was President Trump exposed? Hannah hammers Texas. Tonight, southern Texas still reeling from the effects of Hurricane Hannah, as thousands are without power. Breaking news, CBS News has learned at least 100 more federal agents are standing by to be deployed to Portland, Oregon, amid unrest there. Honoring John Lewis, tonight the first African-American lawmaker to lie in state at the U.S. Capitol Rotunda. His last journey through Washington... And tonight, wait until you meet the mother-daughter M.D., the inspiring family who graduated med school in the same year and just made history.
2: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
1: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We want to begin tonight with a huge leap forward in the development of a vaccine against coronavirus. VOLUNTEERS ALL ACROSS THE COUNTRY, INCLUDING A MEMBER OF OUR OWN CBS NEWS FAMILY, BEGAN GETTING SHOTS TODAY AS PART OF THE FINAL PHASE OF TESTING FOR AN EXPERIMENTAL VACCINE BEING DEVELOPED BY THE NIH AND THE DRUG COMPANY, MODERNA. Thanks. TENS OF THOUSANDS OF AMERICANS ARE NEEDED FOR THE TRIAL, AND TEST SITES ARE SPREAD OUT ACROSS THE SOUTH AND WEST, WHICH CONTINUE TO BE HARD-HIT BY THE VIRUS. TONIGHT, FLORIDA NOW HAS MORE TOTAL INFECTIONS THAN NEW YORK, WHICH WAS ONCE THE EPICENTER OF THE CRISIS. Among those cases, 14 members of the Miami Marlins, who have now tested positive, forcing two Major League Baseball games to be postponed and calling into question the season. We also learned today that the virus has once again spread into the West Wing. The White House says Robert O'Brien, the president's national security adviser, has tested positive and has some symptoms, making him the highest-ranking administration official to get sick. And as we come on the air tonight, more than 147,000 people have been killed by the virus in the U.S., and there are more than 4.2 million confirmed cases nationwide. And in a sign of just how long it may be before life returns to normal, Google said today it expects its employees to keep working from home through next summer. Well, there's a lot of reporting to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is covering it all. CBS's Meg Oliver is going to lead off our coverage from one of those vaccine test sites in New Jersey. Good evening, Meg.
3: Good evening, Nora. Hackensack Meridian Health is one of 89 testing sites across the country. Many are in hot spots battling the infection, which is crucial to figure out if the vaccine works. But a new CBS News poll found only 30% of Americans would get a vaccine as soon as one's available. A little feeling of pressure. The Moderna vaccine trial got underway at 6.45 this morning. Don Baker got the first dose.
4: And How are you feeling? I feel as if nothing happened today, although I know something very big did. right thanks for joining us. For the, the TV
3: anchor at Thank the CBS you. affiliate WTOC in Savannah, Georgia, is one of 30,000 to participate in the Phase 3 COVID-19 vaccine
4: trial. I got tired of just sitting here worried that I can't do any more than wear a mask and try to stay away from people. Half will receive the vaccine and half will get a placebo.
3: Baker doesn't know which she received. Each participant will receive a second dose 28 days later and will be monitored to see if the vaccine can effectively prevent infection.
5: You will know probably in uh, about six months. Six months.
3: Dr. Ihor Sawchuk is Hackensack Meridian Health's chief research officer. Are we getting ahead of ourselves or are you convinced that this could work?
5: I think we have to be cautious. It's always better to err on the safe side, but with the early promising results, I think we can be a little bit optimistic.
3: The Moderna vaccine is a new kind of technology. It uses a piece of RNA genetic code which tells the cells in the body to make a modified safe version of viral protein. That protein triggers an immune response to fight the virus.
6: This is a very significant
3: milestone. Day. Dr. Francis Collins is the director of the NIH. This
6: is the
0: first of several
6: vaccines that are going to be coming along quite quickly, so people are going to be hearing a lot about this.
3: Meg Oliver, CBS News, Hackensack, New Jersey.
7: I'm Manuel Bajorquez in Florida, where the Miami Marlins home opener has been postponed after 14 players and staff tested positive. Every day we're taking risks. So uh, that's what the players all around the league are doing. The ripple effect is already putting the new season in question, with the league reportedly scrambling to trace the team's movements and contacts.
5: It really stinks. Man, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, to see those guys go down like that, you know, it's not good for, for them. It's not good for anybody.
7: Tonight's Phillies game against the Yankees was also called off because the Marlins just used the dugout. The news comes as Florida has now surpassed New York and confirmed coronavirus cases. Florida has no mandatory mask order, but one in Palm Beach County survived a legal challenge today. And while Planet Fitness joined the number of companies now requiring face coverings nationwide, the controversy won't go away. You're wearing a swastika. At a Minnesota Walmart, this couple protested by wearing masks with the Nazi symbol. You can't be American and wear that mask. They've now been banned from the stores. Across the country, social interactions appear to be fueling the spread. Nearly three dozen lifeguards in two New Jersey towns tested positive after gatherings, as did 40 members of a church in Alabama after attending services. Google announced employees will not return to its offices until next summer. There's new concern about cases in children. Florida reported a 34% increase in total cases in those under 17 over an eight-day period and a 23% jump in hospitalizations. Dr. Marcos Mestre is with Miami's Nicholas Children's Hospital. School.
0: I worry about more of the teachers, uh, the parents that are at home. In Florida especially, we have many uh, multi- multi-generational homes uh, where you have grandparents in the, in the household.
7: Nine-year-old Kimora died from the virus last week. I was just hoping and praying that they could just get her back. For the first time in more than two weeks, Florida is reporting fewer than 9,000 new coronavirus cases. But it's no reason for anyone to let their guard down. Here in Miami-Dade County, the number of COVID-19-related hospitalizations went up today. Nora?
1: Manuel Borges, thank you. Tonight, President Trump's national security advisor is in quarantine after testing positive for coronavirus. Robert O'Brien is the president's principal advisor on issues related to U.S. security, and he sits just steps from the Oval Office. But tonight, the White House isn't saying if he exposed the president to the virus. Here's CBS's Ben Tracy.
6: National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien, a member of the president's inner circle, is the highest-ranking White House official infected with coronavirus. According to another administration official, he may have contracted it from his daughter. The White House claims there is no risk to the president, but won't say when the two were last together. I
5: haven't seen him lately. I heard he, uh, he tested. Yeah, uh, I have not seen
6: him. The president did not explain why he has not recently seen his own national security advisor, but Mr. Trump did wear a mask today during a visit to a biotech company in the key battleground state of North Carolina. It's working on components for a coronavirus vaccine. With just 99 days until the election and trailing former Vice President Joe Biden in most public polls, the president says his campaign's polls show something else.
0: We have polls that show me leading in almost every
5: swing state and substantially in other states by even more than a one in 16
6: polls show the president has been hurt by his handling of racial issues in the wake of George Floyd's death. Tomorrow, Army National Guard Commander Adam DeMarco will tell Congress that the administration's claim that it did not use tear gas on protesters last month to clear the way for the president's now infamous photo op is not true. DeMarco will testify demonstrators were behaving peacefully and tear gas was deployed in an excessive use of force. At the time, the Trump campaign issued an official statement calling coverage of that event the media tear gas lie. Campaign officials also demanded that news organizations retract what they called erroneous reporting. Nora.
1: And now we're hearing something different. All right, Ben Tracy at the White House, thank you. Tonight, Republicans are unveiling a proposal to extend but scale back benefits for Americans forced out of work in the pandemic. A final agreement with Democrats could be weeks away. But as CBS's Nancy Cordes reports for millions of unemployed workers time is running out. The new Republican proposal would slash emergency
4: federal unemployment benefits for 30 million laid-off Americans from $600 per person per week to $200 a week for the next two months. The plan then calls for states to implement a new system capping unemployment at 70 percent of a worker's prior wages. Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley. When you pay people more not to work than they would get working, what do you expect? People
5: will not work.
4: But like many Americans, Brian Wasser still has no job to go back to.
5: I don't think that $200 is enough for people like me
4: to survive. The father of two runs an events company in Maryland. No events
7: means no business. No one's profiting off of any of this. I think this income is helping families get back on track who are terrified right now.
4: Democrats want to continue the $600 payments through January. Democratic leader Chuck Schumer. The Republican plan is weak tea when our problems need a much stronger brew. The negotiations begin in earnest tonight, and they will be contentious because the Republican rescue plan, all, all told, is worth about $1 trillion, while Democrats want to spend $3 trillion. Both sides agree, Nora, there should be another round of those $1,200 stimulus checks.
1: Nancy Cordes on Capitol Hill, thank you. We turn now to the heroes' farewell underway here in Washington tonight for civil rights icon John Lewis. Lewis now lies in state at the U.S. Capitol, where he served for more than 30 years. And all along his journey today, there were reminders of the historic legacy he leaves behind. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe.
5: From Troy, Alabama, to 17 term congressman, John Robert Lewis today took a farewell tour of Washington that stopped at monuments to movements he helped lead. It began at the memorial to his mentor, Martin Luther King Jr., stopped at the Lincoln Memorial, where he once addressed the March on Washington. We want to be free now! And drove to the city's new Black Lives Matter Plaza, where Lewis himself walked last month. Thank you. At the Capitol, scorching July heat caused a member of the military honor guard to faint. The others soldiered on. Ready, step. Lewis is just one of 32 Americans to lie in state in the rotunda, and the first black lawmaker to do so. He always urged protesters and activists to engage in what he called good trouble. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell recalled witnessing Lewis's 1963 march. The site gave me hope for
8: our country. That was John's doing.
3: He always worked on the side of the angels, and now we know that he is with them.
5: Audio of Lewis's past speeches brought some lawmakers to tears.
0: You must never, ever give up or give in. You must keep the faith
7: and keep your eyes on the prize. That is your calling. That is your mission. That is your moral obligation. That is your mandate. Get out there and do it.
5: VIPs began paying respects late today, including former Vice President Joe Biden and his wife, Jill. People from all walks of life are adding their voices to the tributes. Director and friend, Ava DuVernay. What a triumph. You know,
8: what a a life well done.
5: The general public will be able to pay their respects tonight and all day tomorrow, but due to the pandemic, they have to do so outside here on the east front of the Capitol. Lewis is now placed at the top of those steps, and as we speak, mourners are just beginning to line up behind us. President Trump, who had a strained relationship with the congressman, said today he has no plans to pay his respects here at the Capitol. Nora.
1: Ed O'Keefe, what an incredible day today. Thank you. Today, the mayors of six cities sent a joint letter to Congress demanding that leaders help end what they call an occupation of their streets by federal agents. Now, this is President Trump prepares to send at least 100 more agents to Portland after another night of violent clashes. Here's CBS's Carter Evans.
2: More chaos on the streets of Portland as once again peaceful protests turn violent overnight. With federal agents unleashing a massive response. Both sides appear to use leaf blowers pushing tear gas toward each other and seemingly lost in this escalating conflict.
5: The reason that we're out here
7: is because Black Lives Matter and the feds need to get out of town.
2: CBS News has learned the White House is not backing down, and more agents are on standby for cities like Portland and Seattle where this body cam video shows officers under attack. Gunfire erupted in a crowd of protesters in Austin, Texas. A 28-year-old man carrying an assault rifle was killed. Protesters also battled police in Los Angeles and in Oakland, concerns among demonstrators that their real message is being drowned out. If
5: you're about black lives, If you're about breaking glass and, and
2: Demonstrators have targeted federal buildings nationwide. So far, the Department of Justice says more than 230 protesters have been arrested by federal agents. Nora?
1: Carter Evans, thank you. Parts of the U.S. are picking up the pieces tonight after two hurricanes took aim at the U.S. this weekend. Douglas sideswiped Hawaii without making landfall. It kicked up big waves, which brought out surfers, and damage was left mostly minor. In South Texas, cleanup from Hannah is underway. The Category 1 storm caused flash flooding, damaging homes and businesses, and thousands remain without power tonight in one of the nation's coronavirus hotspots. Target and Walmart issued recalls today for two potentially toxic hand sanitizers sold in their stores and on their websites. Walmart's Scent Theory and Target's Born Basic bring the expanded list of recalled sanitizers to more than 75. The products may be toxic when absorbed through the skin or ingested. You can find a full list of them at cbsnews.com slash sanitizer. Tonight, a Louisiana mother and her daughter are making history. Cynthia Coogie and her daughter Jasmine graduated from LSU Medical School together this year, and both were recently assigned residencies in the same hospital system. They're the first mother-daughter duo to accomplish that. Mom aims to be a family doctor, and daughter Jasmine wants to be a surgeon. Congressman John Lewis was carried across the Edmund Pettus Bridge for the final time Sunday. Now, tonight, someone to name the bridge for him. Here's CBS's Michelle Miller.
8: Selma's Edmund Pettus Bridge has always had a racially charged history. Even before John Lewis's beating by Alabama troopers 55 years ago, on Sunday, he was saluted in a final crossing. The Pettus Bridge was dedicated in 1940 the same year Lewis was born. Its namesake, a notorious Confederate general and grand dragon of the Alabama clan. Today, the call to rename it the John Lewis Bridge is growing.
0: This started with just a petition in my living room.
8: Michael Starr Hopkins' online petition drive now has more than 700,000 signatures.
0: We should be honoring men like John Lewis, men who dedicated their life to bringing the country together, not to dividing it.
8: Lewis himself had an opinion. Keeping the name, he said, was not an endorsement of Pettus, but a reminder that Americans should remember the unvarnished truth of what happened here in Selma. Lewis's longtime friend Selma Congresswoman Terry Sewell once agreed, but now says... When
4: you're thinking about renaming Confederate symbols, Everything has to be considered, including that bridge. And as a resident of Selma, um, my vote would be to rename it the
0: John Lewis Bridge. But putting John Lewis's name on that bridge will be a reminder of what we overcame.
8: A marker of history and progress, forever part of the John Lewis legacy. Michelle Miller, CBS News, Selma.
1: On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, with NFL training camps kicking off this week, could coronavirus force a delay of game? And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Have a good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app.